It doesn't know if this is good or is it bad. It thinks there's something wrong with you because you're going against your rule book. You're going against your limiting beliefs. So what does it do? Well, it declares war on you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Level Up Healing Podcast, where we step into our power and level up our lives. I'm Samantha, and I'm a holistic practitioner where I practice Reiki, emotion code, body code, and I'm also a mindset coach. So today is a very special episode where we talk about the wonderful subconscious mind. It is so helpful to us, but it's such a pain in the ass, all wrapped up in one little pretty bow. I don't know if, (laughs) let me rewind a little bit. I wanted to say like 20 things at once. I never really understood the subconscious mind until maybe in college when I decided to pursue, um, where I think you have one of those electives and you could pick, oh, if you want to take like intro to psychology or sociology and all that, you can do that. You can take it. And that's what I did. And that's when I started learning about the subconscious mind more in depth. I remember in high school or middle school, we had that that's the ridiculous poster on the wall with the glacier and above the glacier was your conscious mind and below it was your subconscious mind like below the surface. They're always like, "Oh, glacier's actually bigger than you think and everything's below the surface." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, great. Well, what does that mean?" So I took it as the subconscious mind was it just stored all my memories. It stored my personality. It's kind of like, yep, this is it. That's all I need to do. I know people tap into the subconscious mind to bring up memories when they heal, but that's really the end. That's really it. That's all I knew about the subconscious mind. I didn't think it was important to me. So if I don't think it's important to me, then why do I care? (laughs) Honestly. But as I, I started researching more when I was starting to take psychology classes and just in my own little research uh, frenzy, I guess I should say, I really started understanding the subconscious mind. And it really wasn't until I hit my lowest point in my life back in 2018. Uh, And I, when I guess people say that's your spiritual awakening or that's when you see the world differently. And I started seeing the world differently. I discovered Reiki energy healing and down the rabbit hole I went. And I learned that through Reiki and energy healing that we have limiting beliefs that are are created by the subconscious mind to protect us. We needed to learn how the world works. When we were younger, we figured it out. We were watching other people and we kind of ran with it. Knowing that we can change these limiting beliefs was mind boggling. I was like, oh my God, we can change these things? You mean the person that I am today isn't really real? I can change them to someone else? I don't know. It was just very fascinating to me. So today we're gonna talk about the subconscious mind how it works, how it operates, what it does during change, and how we can reprogram it. So when we're first born, the first seven years of our lives are very important because our subconscious mind is wide open, open for business, and it's like, all right, people, I'm new here. I don't know how this world works. I need to know how to survive, how to act, how to be. Please tell me, show me the way. 
and you're just absorbing everything. You're really just absorbing everything you see, everything people, well, you're listening to what people are saying. You're observing how people act with one another. You are paying attention to what people say to you and about the world around you. And you form limiting beliefs. Your subconscious mind is taking notes, creating a little rule book like, okay, so this is how we act in relationships. Oh, this is what love is. Oh, it's selfish for us to put ourselves first and our needs first. So we need to drain ourselves in order to help people. Okay, cool. Got it. What? This money thing is bad? So mom and dad are fighting about money. So this money thing must be bad. I mean, our subconscious mind just forms these limiting beliefs that we use for the rest of our lives. And I guess I should <laughs> I should explain what a limiting belief is if you haven't, if you don't already know. A limiting belief is just an idea or opinion that we believe to be true that negatively impacts our lives. So these are things that we saw once, especially when we were a kid, and we're like, okay, that's how the world works. So if for whatever reason we did witness our parents fighting about money, we're like, this money thing is bad. I want to stay away from money. And you're like, okay, so... How does, how does that relate to me and how does it affect me now? Well, if you have a belief that you're undeserving of money or money is bad for you, then you're going to find yourself in jobs that don't pay well. You can't get to jobs that pay well. And if you do receive money, you don't, you don't hold on to it. You get rid of it really quick. It's like once you have money, it's like poof, it's gone. So that is what uh, a limiting belief can look like when you form it and how it plays out in your life. But these limiting beliefs, sometimes we don't even know how they were formed. And so it can be a little bit difficult to identify the the root cause, but it is possible. You There's a bunch of stories that you can uncover and we'll get into that a little bit later. So you are this little innocent child. You don't know any better. You don't know that what you're seeing and what you're being told, is it true or is it false? Like, you don't know. We're so trusting in the people around us, our parents, our siblings, our other family members, our friends. You know, it, it. we're so trusting because we don't know any better. We're new here. So if someone says, oh, the world is difficult, you have to work hard to be successful, we're going to believe that's true. So we can also form limiting beliefs based on emotion at this time as well. And this actually is something that's going to happen throughout our lives, an intense emotion. So if we experience an intense emotion of fear, an intense emotion of guilt, shame, it's going to stay with us. And our subconscious mind, the the alarm bells are going to go off like ding, 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 woo, woo, woo. Okay, what what are we experiencing right now? What made us scared? Is it ghosts? Did we watch Poltergeist? guys, okay, now we're going to have an irrational fear of ghosts. Ghosts are bad. We're going to think about them all the time. And at night, we're going to be afraid of the dark because that's when the ghosts come out is at night. <laughs> One example for me, my uh, wonderful parents, I don't know if they intentionally did this or I snuck in the movie. I don't know how, but I remember watching Poltergeist and it scared the, the bejesus out of me. And I have been afraid of ghosts for a very long time. And I am actually afraid of the dark still. <laughs> So uh, again, a limiting belief. Do I want to work through it? Do I, can I? Yes. But I guess it's one of those things I've, I've just accepted as part of my life and I don't feel the need to change it, but maybe I'll work on it. I'll get back to you on that one. So 
This can be you watch something really scary, you witness something really scary, or something scary happened to you. A lot of us experience, I think everyone, I'm going to just put it out there. Everyone has experienced trauma as a child. Depending on what you experience, your subconscious mind is going to protect you and it's going to create protective measures. So in the future, if you get close to being in a situation like that or close to being in a feeling like that, it's going to do everything in its power to keep you from that. Vulnerability is one of the issues that a lot of people struggle with. You know, if you experience that trauma, whenever you feel like you're gonna be vulnerable, you self-sabotage, you push people away, you become distant, you, you're mean. There's just so many things that you do as a protective measure that your subconscious mind created so you don't experience vulnerability because it feels, it thinks that you were vulnerable at a very young age and you got hurt really bad. So this is your life. This is what happens when you become vulnerable. Is that true? No, that isn't true but your subconscious mind is very protective and it can be a dick sometimes and it can make you lash out and react in a very unhealthy way just so you don't become vulnerable. And that's just one of the many ways that the subconscious mind operates. So once you hit seven years old, your subconscious mind closes its doors. It's like, you know what? I think I've gathered as much as I can, as much as possible. I think I know about this thing called life and I can survive on my own. Are my reactions going to be healthy? Probably not. Am I going to overreact in some things? Maybe, but I am going to survive. And then you have this rule book of all these limiting beliefs, of all the things that your subconscious mind believes to be true and is going to use it for the rest of your life. For every situation, it's going to go back to your rule book that was created when you were a kid based on other people's limiting beliefs <laughs> that were just passed down on you or passed down to you. And it's like, all right, go have fun, go live your best life. But these limiting beliefs do hold us back. And so we have this notebook or this rule book of how to act in relationships. What are relationships mean to us? What are we considered healthy in relationships? And then we have the same thing with money. How do we spend money? Is money good? Do we have the belief that money is the root of all evil? And then our health, do we believe we can heal ourselves? There's so many beliefs, but... You have your rule book. So if you're in a relationship, your subconscious mind just flips over to the relationship section. It was like, all right, this is how we act in a relationship. This is considered a healthy relationship. And if we go back to the health, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with depression. And my doctor told me that it's genetic. There was nothing that I can do except find a way to cope and take medication for the rest of my life. So here I am, 12 years old, and I feel like, okay, well, I'm doomed forever and I'm going to have depression forever. So I have a limiting belief that I can't heal myself. I am broken. And I see this a lot in my clients and friends and family. They're always like, oh, well, I have depression. I was born this way. And they just almost seem like they give up. And so they, at a very, again, they had emotional response and then they believe that 
they can't be helped. So now that we have moved on from our our younger years and our subconscious mind is closed, we can still add new beliefs into our subconscious mind. And one of them is the intense emotion, which happens like even when we were kids, it still moves on to for the rest of our lives. If we experience something very painful, very shocking, and it stays with us for a long period of time, we're going to create a limiting belief based on what we experience. I can compare this to something that we all can relate to is our first heartache, our first heartbreak. And this usually happens when we are in our teenage years or our early 20s. We feel like we're going to spend the rest of our lives with this person. They are our, they are our person. Uh, they are our best friend. And we just are so vulnerable. We're so open with them. And then all of a sudden, the relationship ends. Regardless who ended it, most of the time when you experience your first heartbreak, you're the one being dumped. And you just have those feelings of anxiety, depression, heartache, grief, and it hurts. You really feel like you're dying. It hurts so bad. So the subconscious mind is gonna be like, oh, wait, oh, whoa, uh, mm -mm, no, we don't like this at all. This, this is very bad. It's making us feel awful. So I think I'm going to create a wonderful wall in front of you. So you're guarded. Okay, we're going to do that. And then I think um, we're going to make it so you're not as vulnerable. You know what? Maybe uh, let's not just do relationships at all. You know, relationships just don't don't work for us right now. Let's just be alone for a while. Or if um, maybe let's just not let's not dive in too quickly. Let's, you know, slow and steady in relationships, slow and steady. They have to prove to us before we can open up. They have to prove to us that they're going to be with us forever before we open up. So we might find ourselves being very guarded in relationships. We have a hard time opening up to people. So we do love the subconscious mind, but it can really be a dick sometimes <laughs> because it prevents us from opening up in relationships. It's like we we keep living in the past. From one experience, we're like, okay, this is relationships for the rest of our lives. People are always going to leave us. Love never lasts. Like, those are some of the beliefs that we can create. But as we're feeling those intense emotions, we're also thinking a lot of repetitive thoughts. I'm not good enough. If they really cared about me, they would have stayed with me. So I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. Love is hard. Love never lasts. I mean, you can think of so many. So you heal from the heartbreak and you either distance yourself from people, you stay away from relationships for a couple of years, a few years, or when you do find a relationship, they don't treat you as well. You are attracting people who fit your beliefs that you have about yourself. So if you don't feel like you are good enough, or if you feel like you're unlovable or love doesn't last, you're going to attract the people who prove that to be true. And you might realize that they're bad for you, or you might believe that they're perfect for you. It's interesting how your limiting beliefs can be so powerful that you feel comfortable in a toxic relationship with someone who treats you bad because you feel like that's what you deserve, or it's something you witnessed as a, as a kid. And you were taught that's what a relationship is. That's what love is. So it can be a mixture of something you saw in your childhood 
and your first heartache or um, one of the two. I know that there are there are memes and men always say this. They're like, why do women always go for the bad boys? When they see a good guy, they always self-sabotage. Well, it has to do with your limiting beliefs. How was this female treated? Did she have an effed up childhood that taught her how love was? Or did someone hurt her so badly in her first relationships or multiple relationships that her subconscious mind created beliefs from the repetitive thought of not being good enough or why me, I don't deserve love, that it was so real that she feels comfortable in relationships that men treat her like garbage. So when a man who is wonderful, treats her well, is very kind and worried about how she's doing and her feelings, it feels uncomfortable. It's not what they're used to. It's unfamiliar. And so the subconscious mind, who is a dick and trying to protect her, will create intense emotions like, no, this isn't love. This is different. We're we're not used to this. This is unfamiliar. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of it by self-sabotaging, either pushing them away. They may even cheat or they're just verbally abusive only because the simple fact is that she has a bunch of limiting beliefs that go against being with this nice guy. And people don't think of that. They're like, they're like, oh, women like the bad boys. Okay, why? I'm telling you, it is the limiting beliefs. So we always go back to what's familiar, what's comfortable to us. Regardless if it's good for us or bad for us, the subconscious mind doesn't know which is which. And all it knows is your emotional responses and how to protect you from the situation you were in and creates those protective measures and your repetitive thoughts. That's it. And it enforces them. There's something else that I wanted to address about the subconscious mind and how we condition it. So yes, we create the limiting beliefs unintentionally or intentionally, most of the time unintentionally. I think 99.999% are unintentionally because we don't realize how to program the subconscious mind and we don't realize how powerful our thoughts are and how protective our subconscious mind is when we do experience those intense emotions. But let's go back to the breakup situation. You're feeling those intense emotions and you are having those negative thoughts. You keep feeling this way for weeks, for months, and maybe even a year. And the subconscious mind, remember, responds to repetition. So if you are constantly feeling this way, constantly feeling depressed, constantly feeling heartache, you have conditioned your subconscious mind to feel this way. So this is your new normal, ladies and gentlemen, heartache, grief, and depression, or one of them. We'll go with depression. So you have conditioned your subconscious mind to be at a state of constant depression. This is your new normal. That's not even the effed up part. Just like any drug or any chemical, we build a tolerance to it. Remember when you first had alcohol? I smelled alcohol and I felt like I was drunk. You know, everybody experiences alcohol and the ramifications very differently. But now I can have one drink and I'll be okay. 
maybe not more than two, depending on the drink, but I had built a tolerance. I really don't drink too much, but in in your life, maybe you can have two beers and then you start feeling the effects of it. Maybe three and you start feeling buzzed, but we build a tolerance to it. So we have to drink more in order to get that buzz or to feel the effects of the drug. It is the same thing with depression or an emotional feeling or a feeling in the body. You get used to feeling depression at this state. So your your subconscious mind and your body's like, all right, we need that rush again. So we're going to increase our tolerance, increase the feeling of depression. So how does it do that? It will bring back memories from your past that you haven't even thought of to make you feel depressed. And it will create thoughts of depression to make you feel awful. You're not good enough. You're undeserving. You know what? You should just be alone for the rest of your life because nobody cares about you. I mean, the subconscious mind goes dark and it is out to get you only so it can continue to feel that high of depression. If you're talking with someone, your subconscious mind will be in the background whispering things to you like, they don't really want to talk to you. They don't even like you. They're just doing this because they feel bad for you. Just like, F, I mean, effed up stuff. I am telling you it is effed up stuff. And I know you guys can relate to this. And it doesn't have to be with depression. It can be with anything. So then your thoughts start running wild. And thoughts create emotion and emotion creates thoughts. So your thoughts are so negative and you're giving into them and you're believing your subconscious mind and you are building up that intense emotion of depression, and then boom, you have your depression fix. And that has become your new normal. And over time, the subconscious is going to do the same thing all over again. Your subconscious mind is a dick, I'm telling you. (laughs) And I'm going to keep saying this all day, every day. But it is also so fascinating as well. It's kind of like a love-hate relationship that we have that we all have. So if anyone who does have depression or any mental illness or just has a baseline of a negative emotion, do you recall there like periods of time after a couple of weeks or a couple of months where out of nowhere you just get really, really depressed or really upset and you don't know why? And if you're on medication, they just increase your medication because Maybe you build a tolerance to the medication and you're acting this way, but it just, it it seems like it just comes out of the blue and your life just starts crashing down. That's just your subconscious mind. So we established that the subconscious mind might be working against us. It's actually not our friend based on everything that I've said so far. And what I'm about to say next isn't going to help the subconscious mind's situation, but this is a very important thing to know about the subconscious mind when you're trying to change, when you are either trying to better yourself and going after your dream job or overcoming a mental illness, okay? The subconscious mind does not like change. We've kind of established that. It likes what's familiar. So when you start making positive changes in your life, start thinking positive, maybe exercising more because it makes you feel good, your subconscious mind's not going to like it. It's unfamiliar because it doesn't know what's going to happen. 
everything in its rule book, there is a cause and effect. When this happens, then this happens. So it creates a barrier to prevent to prevent it from the outcome to occur. But when you start doing new things, it doesn't know what the outcome's going to be. It doesn't know how to protect you. It it doesn't know if this is good or is it bad. It thinks there's something wrong with you because you're going against your rule book. You're going against your limiting beliefs. So what does it do? Well, it declares war on you. So it will create intense emotion, intense emotion, depression, anxiety, grief, shame, whatever its choice is, it will go ham. It, it's not messing around. It will bring back memories from your past to prove to you that change doesn't work out for you. You're not deserving of change or anything to increase the feeling of the emotion that you have. We'll, we'll stick with depression. And in the head, it's going to create thoughts of this is too hard. You can't do this. It's too hard. You're not like everybody else. It always works out for other people except us. We just like, mm, let's just go back to what's familiar. It's easy. We know it. We know it and it's what we deserve. It's way too hard. And so you are having increased emotion, memories from your past, and your thoughts are going bonkers. Why do you think it is so hard to change? I'm not surprised. It's effed up what the subconscious mind is doing. It will get worse and worse because it's trying everything in its power to bring you back to what's familiar. And a lot of people do give up. And once they decide to give up and they go back to their old ways, it's like a sense of relief. You feel fantastic. It's like, ooh, this feels good. Even if it is depression, you're like, ooh, this does feel good. It feels like home. It's familiar. And I'm telling you, when I was overcoming my subconscious mind over the summer of 2021, when I had my little PTSD episode, I kid you not, it was it was war and I felt insane. I felt like I was going crazy because I was I was paying attention to what my subconscious mind was doing, the thoughts that were coming in, and I was shutting them down. I was like, it was like a sword fight and it would come at me and I would like hit, hit it away or, you know, I would constantly be blocking it, but I would get tired over time and I just wanted to give into it. I'm like, all right, I give up. I can't do this anymore. But then it was like, I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to lose to my subconscious mind because I knew what was going on. And then I would just like build up the courage to, to fight it again. And it was constant. And the subconscious mind is very sneaky because Sometimes the 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 thoughts aren't so loud. They're very quiet. Like, oh, you can't do this. And then it's like I would hear them or notice them and don't realize it and then be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just realized that the subconscious mind was kind of slipping through my thoughts. So I was dealing with that and I had in extreme emotions of shame and guilt and oh my gosh, the emotions were insane. And the memories, things that I, I wasn't even, I, I totally forgot about, they were popping up and it was telling me, it was showing me it was so the subconscious mind was telling me that I wasn't lovable and I wasn't worthy and I should just be alone. I'm broken. And so the memories supported that. It was bringing back memories of past relationships and how they treated me. It was bringing me back to my childhood when uh, a kid that I had a crush on made fun of me. I mean, it was going it was bringing out the guns here. It was going bonkers. There was 
no holding back with the subconscious mind. And I would see these memories and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I would give into, sometimes I would give into him like, oh my gosh, you're right. This did happen. And it was like, I would snap out of it. It, sometimes it hypnotizes you. You just have to stay on course. Also, when you do feel these feelings, you do lash out at people. So just be aware of that. If you are starting to change, if you are in in the middle of a battle with your subconscious mind, because when, especially if you feel shame and you're having an internal battle, everything outside of yourself pisses you off <laughs> and you, you isolate yourself and you're just mean and you don't intentionally mean to be mean, but it's just, you got other things to worry about. Your sanity is on the line. So if you piss a few people off, I mean, apologize to them later. And I did have to apologize to a lot of people once I started healing and realizing like, oh, I was a dick to that person i should probably i should probably send them flowers or chocolates but it's okay don't beat yourself up about it so i was in the trenches and i know i i have a fresh perspective on how the subconscious mind works and it sucks but you keep persisting and you keep changing your thoughts and it gets easier and easier and then your subconscious mind finally gives up so How do you reprogram your subconscious mind? I think that is very important now. So since we unintentionally have created these limiting beliefs and created the feelings that we feel, we can create new ones. So it kind of sucks that we created them and we're treating ourselves like garbage and we have these false beliefs about the world around us. But the positive thing is that we can change them. So first, you want to do repetitive thoughts. And let's rewind a little bit. How do you find your limiting beliefs? You can look at the world around you. What areas of your life are you struggling with? Is it your relationships? Is it your romantic relationships? Is it money? Is it work? Is it just yourself? I think you need to work on yourself first because Our lives are a reflection on how we feel about ourselves. So let's just work on ourselves. Let's focus on ourselves. So do you feel like you're deserving? Do you feel like you're enough? And you got to be honest with yourself about about these limiting beliefs. And it's not supposed to make you feel like crap. It's supposed to open your eyes, present it to the conscious mind so you can consciously change it. Okay? So... We're looking at different aspects of our lives. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start journaling. So get your pen and paper out. We're going to start identifying them. So at the top of the page, write effed up stories about myself or effed up stories about money. My effed up stories about romantic relationships, whatever you want to do. But if we're going to be doing it about ourselves, we're going to start with us first, how we view ourselves. Let's do our effed up stories about ourselves. You are going to write every story, every limiting belief that you have about yourself from the time you were born until now. You're going to want to go as as deep as possible, as far as possible. And at first you're like, oh my gosh, I don't remember a lot of things from my childhood. As you start journaling and start remembering from the things that you know now, Things are going to start coming up and you might even be surprised. And then things might start clicking like, oh, my gosh, that makes sense why I treat myself this way. Maybe a parent told you that you weren't good enough and no one was ever going to love you. 
that can traumatize someone and affect you the rest of your life. So you're going to write down all your stories. You're going to write down all your limiting beliefs. It might be a couple pages. It might be a novel. It's okay. Get that shit out. When you're done, you're going to want to go back to the top and you're going to read each one and be like, is this belief ultimately true? So if you believe that you're not enough, is this true? No, it is not true. It is false. It is fake. (laughs) It's not real. So how to reprogram it? You say the opposite. I am enough. I am enough. Or I am I am deserving. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first because you are for because for the longest time you've been running on autopilot with this old belief of I'm not enough. And you have a bunch of stories and a bunch of limiting beliefs to support that. So when you bring in a new little belief that you created and it is I am enough, it's going to be weird. Your subconscious mind's like, honey, I got all these to support that I'm right. And all you have to do is just keep saying every day, all day, every day, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Create more beliefs to support that you are enough. So I am deserving. I am worthy. I am a badass. I'm a badass bitch. I can have whatever I want. I mean, really put some flavor into it. Like really have fun with it. Create affirmations or sentences that are in your language. So if you're like, I'm the bad at, I'm the baddest bitch, right? I'm the baddest bitch. If that make, if that helps you. Um, and then over time, when you keep saying, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, the old belief and the old stories start to disappear because your subconscious mind's going to fight you. It's stubborn. It's like, no, mm-mm, this is this is my way. We're going to do it this way. And you're just going to keep on nagging them like, nope, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. And eventually it will give in, go away, and then it will adopt. Adopt the new belief. And then this will be your new baseline belief. And then you're going to notice that the world around you is going to change. People are going to start treating you better. You're going to start, first of all, you're going to start treating yourself first. How does a person who believes that they're good enough and that they're a badass, how do they act? How do they walk? How do they present themselves to the world? You're going to notice changes in your appearance. You're going to notice changes in how you walk, how you speak about yourself. When someone gives you a compliment, instead of saying, oh, no, actually, um, I'm not that way. I'm this way. You're going to be like, thank you. And that one time when someone does give you a compliment and you don't shut them down and you actually thank them, you're going to feel like a, a jolt through your body. Like, whoa. Oh my gosh, that's something new. That's a new experience I've never had before. I really am changing. And it might not be that. It can be anything. People might start complimenting you. People might start doing things for you. You don't even ask them. They just do it. People are opening doors for you. There's just so many things that you'll start seeing. So to reprogram the subconscious mind, you have to identify the limiting belief and then you have to create a new story and a new belief. And then you have to repeat them, okay? You have to, I recommend saying them the first thing in the morning because you're starting off your day and if you believe you're a badass bitch, 
then the day is going to have to conform to that. The day is going to have to be badass, okay? And then right before you go to bed, because then your subconscious mind, that's the last thing it's going to think, and it's going to marinate all night. Another thing you want to do is pay attention to your thoughts. You're going to have to have a phenomenal mental diet. And a mental diet is just being an observer of your thoughts. It's like you're watching a TV screen and you're just seeing each thought go through one by one. And if you see a thought that does not go along with your new belief or the new version of yourself, you cut it out, you get rid of it, and you replace it with something else. So if you catch yourself going back to the old ways saying, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. Be like, nope, I, I'm, I'm unavailable for that. And start rampaging on the new version of yourself. Be like, no, I am good enough. I am deserving. I'm a badass. I can have whatever I want. I am loved. I am adored. Just go on a rampage. Again, your subconscious mind might fight you. It's, it's a stubborn ass. It's going to fight you and it might create emotions and it might create intense thoughts or negative thoughts and it will bring back memories but knowing that that's how your subconscious mind reacts when you're changing it will help you and also think of it as a good thing when you when emotions are high or mem random memories are popping up and the the thoughts are getting a little intense smile be like Oh, so everything's working. I am changing. The subconscious mind's just freaking out because I'm starting to become a new version of myself. I'm now in control. The subconscious mind is no longer in control. There's a new sheriff in town and that person is me. I do recommend uh, don't suppress your emotions. Feel your feelings. Honor your feelings because they're just energy in motion. And if you have a feeling of depression, it's going to stay in your body. So doing a meditation helps. Meditate every day. That will also quiet your thoughts a little bit so you can have more control when they are passing by. It will help you release any of that emotion that you have suppressed. And whenever you do feel that feeling, sit with it. What I like to do is sometimes the emotions can be a little bit scary and a little bit too much. So I always create the feeling as something not outside of myself, but another person. It's my best friend who needs to vent or it's a little kid who had a bad day and just needs to vent about it. And when you kind of treat it like that, like, oh, it's just my friend. Okay, I'm going to sit with them and just let them speak. It becomes easier. So you're like, okay, I'm just listening to this emotion. I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to be with it fully. I'm going to be present with it. And as you are feeling this emotion, it's going to get intense, but when it hits its peak, it's going to go away. And you have to remember, do not let your emotions dictate your thoughts. So if you're feeling anxiety, don't have the worry thoughts. Say to yourself, everything's all right. You're safe. It's going to be okay. Everything's working out for me. Everything's going to be okay. Just repeat it while you're being present with the feeling. And that's how we process emotions. Think of it as when you're happy, how do you feel? How do you process emotions? You want to roll around in it. And I get it. Rolling around in anxiety or in shame isn't the greatest, but that's how you get rid of the emotion and you will feel 
lighter. I hope that you guys learned a little bit about the subconscious mind. I wanted to keep this episode a little short. There's just so much information about the subconscious mind and in future podcasts, we'll we'll still talk about the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind isn't going anywhere. I do intend that you guys got something out of it and you just know that you can always change yourself. You can change your mind. You can change your thinking. You can change everything about yourself. Let's become the best version of ourselves. Let's get rid of those old beliefs and let's level up our lives. I do offer one-on-one coaching. So if you wanted to work with me and I can help you uncover limiting beliefs, just go to my website, leveluphealing.net. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast where we learn to stand in our power and level up our lives. Bye.